Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. No God and no what? No God, no how. No God, no when. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what, what is that all about? Listen, when I make a decision, I need to know what to do. Very first thing, what do I do? The second thing I need to know is what? How do I do it? How do I work through this thing? What are the steps I need to take? And what's the third thing? When do I make the decision? No matter what you do, life will never make sense to you without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Today, Pastor Mark shares that if you're ever going to do life right, you have to do it on God's terms. Getting on track starts when you admit your need for a Savior and allow His radical love to transform your heart. After you've taken that important step, you'll need to replace your worldly understanding with God's true wisdom. True wisdom is found in Scripture, where it's promised by God. All you have to do is admit you need it, ask for it, and then He'll give it in abundance to you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 17, with his continuing study entitled, True Wisdom, Father Knows Best. People who live wisely with God's wisdom will be people of peace, and they'll plant seeds of peace and unity and right living, and it will have an impact wherever they are. I'm going to say some words, and I want to ask you this morning, in your home, in your relationships with your family and your family and your kids and the grandkids and and people at work, are you sowing a a harvest of peace, and and is there righteousness coming up? Is there this righteousness? Is this what your home looks like this morning? Peace-loving? Peace-practicing? Peace-yielding? As you live with your relationships, is there a unity of purpose in flowing together? Can you sense God in your relationships and God in your heart? This is what James is talking about. It doesn't matter what the world says. See, that's what I want, and that's what you want. Now, the only way I can get it there is to ask for God's wisdom and do the right thing. And then I have that peace that passes understanding. Now, look at me for a moment. Some of you may need to make some corrections. In relationships, bitter, envy, Discord, careful, do the right thing. Now, 
What does verse 18 say? If, if I live in my life, nobody here is going to live perfectly with God's wisdom all the time. We, we, we are selfish and all the rest, independent. But, but here's what happens. Start at the top. Everything in my life, if I'm going to do it right, has gone in the top. If that's you this morning and God isn't there, you're in trouble. Your life will never work right. But if God's there, next thing that happens is I'm going to ask God for wisdom. So if I have God's wisdom, as it works out in my life, what, what's going to happen in my life? There's going to be good works, and there's going to be good words. And where are those going to interact? With other people, believers and unbelievers. It's going to be there. There's going to be words. See, if I'm using God's wisdom, my words are going to be why? They're they're not going to tear down. They're going to build up. They're going to be kind words. They're going to be encouraging words. And there's going to be good works. Now, if you're married, did any of you ever, let's think back in your marriage, how long you've been married. Did any of you uh, get angry with your spouse and, and walk out the front door, slam it, get in the car and drive off? Hey, let me see your hand. Come on, be honest. The rest of you are lying through your teeth. I know you did. <laughs> you did that, didn't you? Then you had to come back. Anybody here that's been married? See, those of us who have been married a long time, we're in trouble. Any of you here have been married? Ever not use any words at all for a day or two? Anybody here right now not using those words? We'll bring you up front and lay hands on you right now. (laughs) See, if I'm not using good words, what kind of wisdom is it? If I'm not using any words, where does that come from? That's really from the pit of hell. You need help. (laughs) But we've all done it, haven't we? See, that's I selfish. But if I'm doing right, if I have real wisdom that comes from God, see, when I do that, here's what, here's what I say. I'll get even. I'll drive away and she won't. She'll worry to death where I'm at. Ever drive away and come home, your wife's gone. She went shopping, pay for it. Okay, come on back, come on back, come on back. Good works, good words affects others. And in the end... Who gets the credit for that? God. Because people know us. There ain't no way, Balmer, you did that. That's God in you. Can I hear an amen? Amen. See, that's why we're here. We're here to make God look good, not us look good. That's why humility has to be God. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, how do we actually get this wisdom? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to give you four ways. Write them down this morning. Now, if you're wise, you'll write them down. If you're foolish, you'll just look at me. I I won't say any more than that. Okay. Number one, accept Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord. You see, life makes no sense. It'll never make sense to you without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You cannot get godly wisdom until you have a relationship with God. That makes sense. God wants to be your heavenly father, but you can't have a relationship. Since all true wisdom comes from God, I have to find a way to have a relationship with God. Now, in the Old Testament, man couldn't approach God. He had to approach God through priests. In the, in the holies of holies, there was this huge curtain. But when Jesus came, he opened the way to God. So notice what Jesus says here. It's a very familiar verse. Jesus told him, I am the way And the truth, remember, we make decisions on truth and the life. 
Now watch it. Read it together with me. And all of our campuses out loud. No one can come to the Father except through me. So now just look at me for a moment. Now I want you to look at me because I want you to see this. Here's God. Here's his wisdom. Now if I need God's wisdom, how am I going to get it? Well, I have to talk to God. But if I can't approach God, I'll never get his wisdom. So how did God make a way to approach God? Through who? Jesus Christ. So when Jesus comes into my life, what, what keeps me from being in contact with God before Jesus? What keeps him? My sin. My sin separate. Sin always separates. So if you're here this morning in any of our campuses, you never come to Christ. Well, that's what keeps you from having godly wisdom. You can talk about God. You can wish about God. You can call him your heavenly father. In a generic sense, he is, but he's not your personal heavenly father. So there's no way to have a relationship with him. That's why Jesus came. So I have a relationship with God. You'll see that's one of the steps. So for me to get God's wisdom, it all starts with a personal relationship with God. My greatest need is forgiveness. Jesus died for my sin. He's the only way to God, the Father, and eternal life. Now, number two, huge. Number two. Make, how am I going to get wisdom? Make getting godly wisdom a priority. It can't be a side issue. Remember, everything we do comes from decisions. Everything. So Solomon, the whole book of Proverbs is a book about wisdom. Notice what it says. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. There's those two things we started with again. Wisdom and understanding. Get godly wisdom. Now, why would I say that? Because the human wisdom, the wisdom of this world is flaky. Let me give an example. How many of you, you're, some of you be a little older, you remember the day in the health magazines and news, they told you, don't eat butter, eat margarine. How many remember those days? Exactly. Now what do we hear? Margarine will kill you faster than butter. Hallelujah, we're back to butter. <laughs> How many remember this? We almost killed chickens off. How many remember this? If you eat an egg, there's a heart attack coming. How many remember that? Now what do we hear? Three or four eggs a week? Actually, you got vitamins and vitamin and all kind of good stuff. You, you need to eat three or four eggs a week? <laughs> what kind of wisdom is that? Depends when you lived. Now, by the way, those of you who are excited about eggs and butter, bacon is still off the menu. <laughs> I'm sorry. Unless you want to go to heaven earlier, then that's fine. Okay, let me come back. Mm-hmm. So, God's wisdom is not like that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. See... And we can't help it. We're human people. That's what happened. People come up with this and this great science and it's just the way it is. So you have to get wisdom. Now, under, look at me because I want you to understand what I'm just saying. We get what we go after. We get what we go after. You will get what you want to get if there's any way for you to get it. So what God is saying is, we should get wisdom at all costs. Nothing is more important than getting God's wisdom. It all starts with the relationship with God. 
Nothing is more important. Remember, God's wisdom is the ability to live life with a perspective of eternity in God's perspective. It's about people and God and the use of our time. It's a perspective that's eternal. We don't think that way often. We forget we're traveling through. We're just pilgrims. We forget it, and we put the wrong emphasis. Now, early Saturday morning, God woke me up, 4 a.m., and I've asked all the other people to pray that God would wake me up at 7 a.m. instead of 4 a.m. I'm just joking. So I got up, went to my iPad, and I wrote these things down. It was about the sermon, and then I wrote a whole page that clarified things. That's just the way God works with me, Um, and and not always, but this is 100% God. It isn't me. And I, I called Chris the next morning, and I said, here's what, I got this whole string. He says, you need to break it down. I'll help you break it down. And I want you to write these, these are hashtags, three hashtags, and I'll explain it to you. This is powerful because it's not from me. It's from God. Here we go. Write it down. And start Twittering it, put it on Facebook, do whatever. Here, here's three hashtags. Hashtag, know God and know what? Know God, know how. Know God, know when. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what what is that all about? Listen, when I make a decision, I need to know what to do. Very first thing, what do I do? The second thing I need to know is what? How do I do it? How do I work through this thing? What are the steps I need to take? And what's the third thing? When do I make the decision? Oh, hallelujah. Can you see it? That's the complete process of making wise decisions. The what? The how and the when. And you can't make them without God first in every single one of them. That's from God to you. That's not me. That's not my wisdom. I'm not that smart. Sorry. That is God's wisdom. That should clarify a lot of things in your life. What do I do, God? I'm afraid uh, this relationship, this surgery, this business decision. I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm supposed to do that. Now, how do I do it? And and do do I do it now or do I wait? See, God's timing is different than your timing. But it's always going to be about God and people and the use of our time. That's huge. That's from God. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, where do I get this wisdom? Well, you just follow me home. (laughs) Afraid not. (laughs) Where do you get wisdom? What am I holding here? The Bible. This is God's mind to you. This is how God thinks. Now, if you're not in the Bible, I have to say this kindly, you'll struggle your whole life with wisdom. You're going to lean to your own understanding instead of God's. And because of that, you'll have one disaster, one disunity, one sad thing, and it'll follow you the rest of your life. That's why God says, get in the Word. This is God's mind. If you want to know how God thinks about a subject, open it. That's what we teach here. That's why we teach the Word of God. It doesn't come from man. It comes from God. He has all wisdom. That's the book. That's why we teach it. Now, number three, humbly admit you need God's wisdom and joyfully ask for it. Pride keeps us from praying Pride keeps us from asking for help. Prayer is not this horrible thing you do. It's the way we connect ourselves to the all-knowing God. We have a heavenly Father that wants us to ask. 
He loves us. We have a heavenly father that's exactly like any earthly father, but a billion times more. Notice James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. That's prayer. And who gives how? Generously. See, if you're an earthly father today, you want to, if you're a good earthly father, you want to bless your kids. You want to give them wisdom. You want to help them. You you just want to give good gifts to your kids. That comes from God. That nature comes from God. Notice, who gives generously to all without falling fault. And notice, it will be given to him. So I ask... And then I expect God to give it to me. We're not designed to do our life alone. Human wisdom says I'm wise enough. I'm gifted enough. I've been there. I'm a great manager. I'm a loving parent. I can do I can do it. No, you can't. You were designed to be dependent on God. All through the Bible, we see disasters of people who ignored God, didn't ask God, made decisions of human wisdom, and they were a disaster. You remember one time, Abraham, Egypt had food. Israel was in a drought. So Abraham just decided to take his whole family to Egypt. He never asked God, never consulted God. From that, we're still fighting that problem because he brought back a woman from Egypt. We're fighting that today. You remember one day, Aaron, waiting for Moses to come down, and he makes a golden calf and says to the children of Israel, okay, bow down. This is, how, this is who got you out of Egypt. And the rest of the Bible, almost all the Old Testament, is the Jewish people bowing down to fake idols. But I don't have to read the Bible to find a bad example. I have my own bad example of leaning to my own understanding. And don't look at me like that, because so do you. So I have to humbly ask, God, I don't know what to do. I need your decision. Now, understand, true wisdom affects what we do, action, but it has to come from an attitude of humility. We always acknowledge that God knows the right thing to do. That's what it means. Humility cannot be separated from wisdom. Now, the world will never combine wisdom with humility. Because the world's wisdom is all about me and the corporation I just did, or what I did here, and the wisdom thing here, and the play that I did here, and all. It's all about me. It will never combine it. Would you please write this statement down and understand, this is what James taught us from the very first verse, 13. Here's what it is. True wisdom requires, and could I say it this way, demands humility. If you're, after a session of counseling, saying to somebody, well, you would never say it to the person you counsel, and, and God used it, gave you a word, and you walked off, and they walked off, and they went, wow, fantastic, what a counselor. And you walked off, and you said, I was really right on today, baby. I got it. I can tell you what's coming next. It's called a fall. God hates pride. If God doesn't give you the insight, you have nothing to say to that couple. Be careful. Wisdom and humility, they go together. I'm humble to ask God, but I'm joyful to ask because he's going to respond. But but I, I want you to understand this morning that you have a heavenly father who loves to give good gifts, and the greatest gift he wants to give you is wisdom because that's how we do life. And he will absolutely do it. So here's number four. 
Four steps to wisdom. Number four, keep growing in wisdom. Luke 2.52 says, this is Jesus as a young man. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. So, Pastor Mark, what do you mean growing in wisdom? Well, where do I get it? I get it from reading the Bible, praying, asking, obeying, and then walking it out. Now, let me give you a clue. I've learned this. If God gives me wisdom and tells me what to do and I don't do it, I'm going to have a hard time getting wisdom the next time. You know why? Why should he give it to me? Because I won't obey. So if I want to grow in wisdom, I have to obey what God tells me to do. Now, that is a picture of Micah 6.8. Look at Micah 6.8. He has shown you, O man, what is good. Remember, always do the right thing. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly to love mercy, and here you are, to walk humbly with your God. Let me just stop here for a moment, and then I'll I'll finish. Some of you used to walk humbly with your God. You're a Christian, born again, but you backslidden. You know who you are. God brought this verse back to my mind. I want to give it to you. There's another parable of a son who asked his father for everything. It's called the prodigal. And he walked off, and he left, and he tried to live by human wisdom, and it was a disaster. And the Bible says this, listen to me, listen to me. When he came to his senses, he came back to his father, and his father had open arms. Some of you this morning are prodigals. You've walked away from God. It's been a disaster, and God is now saying to you this morning, I'm giving you wisdom. Come to your senses. And come back home. You see, in that story, the father was waiting for his son. God's waiting for you this morning. That's the kind of father he is. He's a heavenly father. I need that new start in my life, and God gives it to me. Now, there is a little homework I'm going to give you. You can just write it down. It's Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. I'd encourage you to, to kind of get there and read it. Because if I'm going to grow in wisdom, I have to remain humble. And you don't need to write this next part down, but this is what you'll experience off of that verse. Pleasantness, peace, and happiness. Just an amazing thing. Now, you and I will never outgrow this statement. As I said, I've been a Christian more than, well, now actually more than 65 years. You'll never outgrow this statement. It comes from a parable, actually a true story in the Old Testament. God, we don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. You will never outgrow that. I don't care how many years you're a Christian. We're dependent on God. And what a privilege to be able to do that. See, the decisions you make today, God, I don't know what to do. But my eyes, my heart is on you. I'm waiting for you to tell me how to fix this mess that I got myself in. And God's there. He's willing for you to do it. You'll never outgrow that humble, dependent statement. The wisest thing you can do. In order to make getting godly wisdom a priority in your life, it can't be a side issue. It has to be the main thing. Remember what Pastor Mark's been trying to get us to understand? If you're not faithfully studying God's Word, you're going to consistently struggle with life. You need to stop relying on your own understanding, which is influenced by whatever circumstance you're in, and start depending on God. 
Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 2014-0615. And the title of this message is True Wisdom, Father Knows Best. Again, today's message number is 2014-0615. And the title of this message is True Wisdom, Father Knows Best. Keep a marker in your Bible for the next edition of Lessons for Living. Pastor Mark will guide us through the book of James to help us understand the dangers of selfishness. He'll share biblical solutions to common problems associated with what he's accurately labeled the selfie lifestyle. James 3.16 says, For wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambitions, there you'll find chaos and evil of every kind. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a herd.